He is a man on a mission. With a mandate to raise generational leaders. Called to set in order the things that are out of order. And to bring leadership development, human capacity building, and wealth creation to all. Welcome to Maximizing Destiny with Dr. Michael Hutton Wood from the House of Judah, the Leadership Factory, raising generational leaders, impacting the nations. And now, here is Dr. Michael Hutton Wood. We're looking at the subject planning and taking hold of your future. Planning and taking hold of your future. The future is not waited for. The future is seized. The future is not waited for. The future is seized. The future is not wished for. The future is worked for. Life is a battlefield. Everybody's promised land has got a giant. And you have to fight to take that land. There is no promised land without a giant. Despite prophecy, you must fight the good fight of faith. Wage war with prophecies in order to see them come to pass. So, the title is appropriate. Planning, preparing, planning, and taking hold of your future. Scripture says, fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. Fight the good fight of faith. And then lay hold on eternal life. You need, even your Christian life <laughs> and arriving at an, an eternity must be fought for. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. Deuteronomy 2, 24 to 25, he says, I've given you Sihon and I've given you the land, but you must fight Sihon. You must wage war against him. You must contend with him in battle and possess your possessions. So nothing comes free. Nothing comes free. I was watching my twin brother this morning teaching on the similar subject as I'm teaching. And as I taught, I think last week in the month of budgeting, your money does not grow without you employing it. In line with some 20, uh, Matthew 25, and they gave one five talent, two talents, one talent, the five talent, the one with the five, the one with the two took hold of it, and employed his money. Money doesn't just work, doesn't just, just multiply. You need to trade with it. You need to employ your money to work for you. Don't just employ people. Employ your money to work for you, then you have enough money to employ people. So, let your money work for you. Plan and take hold of your future, including your health, including your finances, including your salvation, including your marriage, including everything. Plan and take hold of your future. So the question is, how do we plan and take hold of our future? We started that last week. So number one, we said in life, you are either planning to succeed or planning to fail. You are either planning to succeed or planning to fail. And I said someone may ask, how do I plan to fail? Nobody plans to fail. And you are not planning to succeed, you are planning to fail. In your not planning, you are planning to fail. You don't assume your children or your grandchildren will have a savings account until you open one. 
So everything, you don't wait for anybody. If you are going to wait for people, <laughs> you won't do anything. You won't arrive at any destination. One gift I don't have is waiting for people. I don't have that disease. I, 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 I mean, the last thing I do is to wait for people. I don't have that disease. I don't have that gift. If it's a gift or disease, I don't have it. And I don't intend to catch it. That's the last thing I do. If I have to learn how to do something that somebody should do, that's exactly what I'm going to do because nobody is, nobody must be the reason why you stand before God and say, I didn't do what I was supposed to do. Nobody has that kind of power. It's not going to happen. No, no, no. Stop waiting for people. They've got their own issue. They're all going through COVID like you. So, take hold of your future. Plan your future. Stop. If they're available to help you, glory to God. If they're not available to help you, glory to God all the same. And don't get bitter. Get better. So, plan your future. Look at your neighbor sitting next to you or your chair. Sitting next to you. The chair sitting next to you and tell you, plan and take hold of your future. Shout a better amen. It's not going to happen by osmosis or by abracadabra or by claiming and receiving. No. In life, you're either planning to succeed or planning to fail, whether in your spiritual life or your financial life or your career or your profession, is the same. The, the principle is still the same. Number two, he who fails to plan is planning to fail. Because you fail to plan, you fail. People don't fail exams because they don't know anything. <laughs> they fail exams because they don't know enough of what they should have known. <laughs> That's why they fail and also missing opportunities or just uh, skiving. Number three, failing. <laughs> skiving. While others are paying the price, they are playing. I'm glad that we are getting to the end of the year. One of my favorite statements when we get to the end of the year is, can you tell me what it, what it is? When the tide is out. When the tide is out. You know who swam naked. So, December is around the corner. May we not see your nakedness. Oh. May we see your fullness. When the tide is out. When November, December comes. Christmas Day, we will know those who swam naked. Those who invested. <laughs> those who did not invest. You will be among those who invested. Shout a bigger amen. Number three, life does not give you what you deserve. <laughs> life only gives you what you demand. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Sorry, I was going to say something, but my wife will get, will get into trouble. <laughs> you know, you all have expectations when you are celebrating your birthday. <laughs> and a big one for that matter. And uh, suffer from people. Number five. So, <laughs> plan your own birthday, please. <laughs> and save for your own birthday. Just in case the COVID messes up some people's intentions towards you. And still stay happy. Your amen has gone. Keep your head up. You are not the one I'm talking about. Number five. Diligently pursue your destiny. Look at the word diligently. Hard workingly. That's what diligent means. Hard workingly. Hard work. 
diligently pursue your future, your destiny, your purpose, your assignment, and your future in life because hmm, life is what you make it. You see, there's this thing about people every time putting everything on God. God will do it. God will do it. God will. No, no, God doesn't do things without a cooperation. Newborn babies, you do things for them. But adults, as people grow, they're supposed to do things for themselves. Amen. We were on the court yesterday. Uh, tennis, what is it called? Lawn tennis court. With adults. And uh, Elo and uh, 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 Elijah were there. And Elo was, was, uh, was playing. And Elijah were playing. They were trained by their father. And then we got into a match. And Elo was about to do something to win against the bishop. And I reminded him, Elo. I am your grandfather. Did he mind me telling this is the court? Life is a battlefield. We are here to win battles. If I serve and you get it fine, I serve you don't bishop. Bishop, there's no bishop right here. Because life is a battlefield. Hello and Elijah. Well done, hello. Well done, hello. <laughs> and Elijah. <laughs> I reminded Mr. Gabi, Chale, you are my destiny father. He pretended he didn't hear. He was talking to his children. Chale, this is a battlefield. <laughs> you create, you lay hold of your future. Bishop, we've been here all this time. You have just, you better learn. This is not, this is not a church. <laughs> Life is a battlefield. You fight the good fight of faith. Shout a better amen. Proverbs 22, 28 to 29 says, Remove not the ancient landmark which the fathers have set. The fathers found a way to succeed and create their future. They have set the landmark. Remove not the landmark. What is working? Don't change the method. Don't invent what? What's, what's the, the, what do they say? Don't reinvent what? The wheel. Says, Seest thou a man that is diligent. The word keeps coming again. Diligent. Diligent. In everything that you do, diligent. Seest thou a man or woman that is diligent, hard working in his business, he shall not stand he shall stand before kings, he shall not stand before ordinary men. Which means the people you stand before and the people you address and your audience is determined by your diligence, not someone else's diligence. If you want to stand before ordinary men or mean men, or noble men, it's all, it all depends on your diligence and it depends on my diligence. Diligence. Life is what you make it. Tell your neighbor, life is what you make it. How do I plan, prepare, and take hold of my future? Number six, make serving God a priority. Make serving God. God a priority. If you can't share the gospel, evangelize one-to-one -one because it's COVID, share your church's message. Share the flyers. Share the encouraging messages. They are at home. They can watch it. They can listen. Share your church's services during the week, over the weekend. Share the encouraging messages. After this message, share the link to others to watch and be encouraged. It's a form of outreach. Make serving God a priority because he says, you shall serve, he shall bless. Can you put Exodus 23, 25 to 26 on for me, please? God bless you. 
you shall serve, he shall bless. If you want to take hold of your future, your serving God today is what determines your blessings tomorrow. Your serving God. Remember, we've settled the fact that we were created to serve. We were born to serve. We were born again to serve. Exodus 23, 25 to 20. I'm showing you how to take hold of 2021, 2022, 2025, and 20. Your future. Exodus 23, 25 to 26. Ye shall serve the Lord your God, and he shall bless your bread and your water. And he will take sickness away from the midst of thee. And there shall nothing cast thee young nor be barren in your land or your business or your profession or your family or your home. And the number of your days I will fulfill. Look at the benefits of serving God. You shall serve the Lord your God. Watch this. You shall serve. Next verse is you shall bless. Next line. He shall bless. You shall serve. He shall bless. You shall serve. He shall bless. So, what, if you want the blessings of God, you must what? Serve. Pastor, how do I serve in this COVID? Pass the messages. Encourage people. Motivate people. Share the links of your church's programs during the course of the week. Share this message. Share, share, call people, encourage them, text them, encourage them. Pass on motivating messages that we send. And you have an opportunity one-on-one to be able to share the gospel with others. Share with them and share your testimony. These are the ways in which you create, you create your future. I am a product of service. And when I got born again, first thing, service. Started serving. Got born again, 84. Started serving. God filled the Holy Ghost straight into my mother's maternity home. Unless I don't catch you on the road, you will hear the gospel. Yeah. Unless I don't catch you on the road. And I was in Wesley College. As soon as I got born again, unless I don't see you on the campus, you will hear the gospel. You hear through drama, through music. I joined the youth group, joined the choir, joined the drama group, joined the men's group. Even after I would have joined the women's fellowship. The point is, everywhere you go, share your testimony by word of mouth and by your lifestyle. You don't have to be perfect to preach the gospel. You let them know even about your weaknesses and how God is helping you overcome them. It's a testimony. My point is, you must serve God. And your family must serve God. Praise the Lord. You shall serve, he ever say you shall serve, he shall bless. Tell your neighbor, you shall serve, he shall bless. He says you shall bless your bread, your water, and he will take sickness away from you. He will take COVID. He will take coronavirus. He will take it away from you. Cancer, diabetes, whatever. He will take it away from you on the basis of your service. So, we are still serving. In the lockdown or no lockdown, we are still serving. Still serve, still serve, still serve, still serve, still serve. Shout a better amen. <laughs> you don't need to be in a church building to serve. You can serve in a building or out of the building. And then he says, there shall nothing cast your young. That means you will not miscarry. Your wife will not miscarry. Your business will not miscarry. Your dream will not miscarry. Your aspirations will not miscarry. All based on service. Then he said, none shall be barren. Your business will not be barren. Your church will not be barren. Your family will not be barren. Your wife will not be barren. Your business will not be barren. Your career will not be barren. Everything you touch will not be barren. It will be fruitful. Your financial investments will not be barren. They will yield. Shout and scream aloud. I hear you, sir. There shall nothing cast their young. This is a promise for those who serve. 
within church and outside church and on the job. They shall nothing cast their young nor be barren in your land. And the number of your days I will fulfill. I will make sure that you live up to the age that I have destined for you. Or how long you want to live upon the earth. It's entirely up to you how long you want to live. Obviously, factoring in physical exercise and cutting down on the cook bishop. And the what? And the trophy. Charlie, they brought us, one of our sons brought us trophy for my birthday. The trophy is still in the fridge because we are disciplining ourselves. They warned us. They said, Bishop, this is the last time. You're supposed to eat trophy on Tuesday. After Wednesday, your birthday, you don't want trophy. So I think that's why the trophy is still there. In case anybody wants trophy, uh, I will email it to you. You know my house. Amen. If you are slim enough to, to continue to eat trophy. Solo, you're coming for the trophy. I could, I could tell. Shout amen. Wow. Taking hold of your future. Number seven. Are you being blessed? Are you getting something from this? Number seven. How do I prepare, plan, and take hold of my future? Since nobody would do it for me. Number seven. He who does not plan his future is planning to fail in the future. It's similar to what I said before, but put in another way. He who does, the emphasis is on we must plan our future. He or she who does not plan his or her future is planning to fail in the future. I'm going to share some things with you about, um, you know, instead of your money lying in the bank, and earning 0.1 or 0.01 interest, we have discovered something that we can share with you too, if you are interested. God looked at my spiritual father one day and said, the top is, is the, there are no fighting in the air, and the top is meant for everybody, if only you are interested to do the things you must do. Why let your money stay in the bank, and at the end of uh, the year, you have what? 0.01 or 0.02 when rich people have discovered certain things that they are doing with, in certain investments and is earning them, and some of us are seeing the results. And it's not crooked. It's not go and tell everybody before you can climb higher. This is not pyramid. This, this thing is working. So hopefully, when we share it with you, you will you, you, you take hold of it. Tomorrow, I'm withdrawing my money. And don't call me. Because he who does not plan his future is planning to fail in the future. Now that you know, you'll call me. Okay, you call me so I will show you. <laughs> I will show you the results. Because that's what, see, when, when somebody called me and said to me, Bishop, thank God for your life, that when you see something is working for you, you like to share it with us too. You see, that's the way it should be. But then, you can, it can be shown you. It's up to you whether you do are you there? And we'll never, as bishops, our reputation is on the line, so there's no way we'll get to, into something that will get both of us into trouble. You do your due diligence after it's been shared with you. So the opportunities, like the guy with the five stars, he said, go and trade with it. He was given the opportunity, go and trade. The one with the two, go and trade. I know you will take advantage of God-given opportunities. So tell your neighbor, he who does not plan his future, including his financial future, is planning to fail in the future. 
Then number eight, he who does not plan his future has no future. <laughs> he who does not plan his future has no future. He has no future. Because he's not planning, he's not seeing it, he's not conceiving it, he's not doing anything about it. He, he, he has no future. He has no future. And it's the devil is not in the equation. He just has no future because he, he does not plan for it. One thing God never does for us is build capacity or do certain things for us. He will tell us, then we have to do what we have to do. Shout a better amen. For instance, there are some, there are, let me talk about finances again. You know, there are some of these things, I don't know, some people call them partner. You know, where people come together and they put, you know, that's one of the ways in which you can, then when you need money to do something significant, you know, but some people start and then someone, ah. let's carry on, anyway. My wife, with my wife and I did something similar. We've been doing this for years. That partner thing, and um, she, the, she, she, there was this loan that we had. The money came in at the right time to clear the loan to get us out of debt. Discipline, discipline. Put it there and don't think about it. Leave it. It's called planning. It's called preparing. So don't only plan for the second coming of Christ. Plan for here. Plan for here. Now, I put, <laughs> you all know I have a planner, right? Oh, yeah. Look, the reason why some people have more money than others is not because everybody is a cuckoo. Some people plan. They prepare. Shout amen. So, tell your neighbor, don't only pray. Plan. Prepare. Say they are all PP. Amen. Are you getting what I'm saying? <laughs> Number nine, he who does not plan and pursue his future, listen, is already doomed. I'm stressing these things for, so, so as to become provoked. He who does not plan and pursue his future is already doomed. This guy from Genistar told us, somebody, one of the things that Genistar does is about uh, life insurance, will, and these are all things that we need, believers need to hear about. Have you created a will? Do you have a trust? Do you have life insurance? Do you even have car insurance? Remind me, let me tell you how I save money on the car insurance. I need to tell them. You see, planning. This, this guy had life insurance to cover the family in case anything happens. And then for some strange reason, just before, you see, these are sad statements you learn from situations when you are passionate about the welfare of people. Just before the lockdown, he decided... Uh, he can't contribute anymore to this life insurance. Then COVID came, and he lost his job. If he had continued the life insurance policy, they would have given him probably over 200000 He stopped it just before. And when we hear things like that, we don't laugh. It's, it's a concern. As pastors, you must have life insurance. Despite Jesus coming, you must have life insurance. You must have a will. You must have it put into a trust. Learn about these things. Do due diligence. Then, every year I pay car insurance. All of you pay car insurance for your car, right? Okay. Better do. That's planning. Bishop, is this a financial seminar? <laughs> Use it out there. Ask me questions. I feel good this morning. Planning, preparing, planning, preparing. Every year we pay car insurance. 
and um, I pay by direct them. And every time they bring me, that's, learn this, every time they bring you your car insurance quote, don't just accept the quote they brought. Negotiate. Are we in Ghana? I said negotiate. Ghana is where you go to the market and you say, Charlie, this is tools. These tobaccos, I will pay you. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, negotiation is everywhere. They send me a quote. Every year I call them. I said, can you do better? My wife said, you can be more diplomatic than that. I say, what, what did he say? All I know is that this thing must come down. Can you do better than that? Can't you do better than that? Oh, yeah, that, I said it. That's what I said. They said, 1,400 and something. This year they brought it. And I called them. I said, do something. He said, have you contacted other insurance policies? I haven't, so I spoke the truth. I haven't, but this must come down. Yeah. So he reduced it to 1,290. That's when I asked, can't you do better than that? From 1,460 to 1,290. I said, you can do better than that. Then he looked and looked, and then he said, you can't do anything. Then I said, what if I decide I get some money, and I decided to pay it all in full? How low can you come? He calculated and brought it to 1111. From 1,460 pounds to 1111. I've saved nearly 350 pounds on the spot by being rude or being nice, whichever. I got it. Some will say, ah, 1,004. So we just, no, no, no. Planning, wisdom. Who's going to employ what I just said? Go and negotiate. Go and negotiate. Negotiate. They want your business. They still want to keep you. I've been with them for eight years. So they want to keep me there. So one, 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 one. I can decide to pay one, 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 or say uh, put it on Monday. At least I've got my one, 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 one. In every seed is a forest. And in every follower is a leader. Leaders are not born, but Leaders Are Raised is an insightful book by one of the leading authorities on leadership, Bishop Dr. Michael Huttonwood. People are not disadvantaged, they are just ignorant. Shows you some of the steps and qualitative processes involved in how leaders evolve through nurture and development. Leaders are not born, millionaires are not born. Wealthy people are not born, they are made. You become what you want to be by the choices you make in life. You are not born rich. I mean, from your mother's womb, on your face, rich. System, rich. You may have been born to rich parents, but you were not born rich on your face. You became rich by things you did. Or became poor by the things you did or did not do. You see, it's all about choices. Live here and start making some changes. What kind of future do you see? Paint your pictures from the scriptures. Pick your future. What kind of business do you want? Ordinary business, like everybody else, or the one that people travel far and near to look for. Leaders are not born, but leaders are raised in insightful book by Bishop Dr. Michael Huttonwood. Available in paperback and on Kindle. Please call 0208-689-6010 or visit www.houseofjudah.org.uk to order your copy today.